1: I'm Jeff Bell. I'm Patty Rising. After seven hearings over five days, the House Intelligence Committee has concluded its public airing of the case for impeaching President Trump. KCBS political reporter Doug Sovereign followed the testimony closely and says the proceedings ended with a bang.
2: Testimony built to a crescendo the last couple of days, culminating with the steely, unflappable resolve of former Trump National Security Council Russia expert Fiona Hill, who deftly answered every challenge, dismissed the debunked notion of Ukrainian interference in our elections, And said Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani and EU Ambassador Gordon Sondland pressured Ukraine's president to investigate the Bidens or risk losing Trump's support. He
1: was being involved in a domestic political errand, and we were being involved in national security foreign policy. And those two things had just diverged.
2: U.S. Embassy official David Holmes testified about hearing President Trump ask Sondland to confirm that Ukraine would investigate his democratic political rival. I asked Ambassador Sondland if it was true that the president did not give a expletive about Ukraine. Ambassador Sondland agreed that the president did not give an expletive about Ukraine. I asked why not. And Ambassador Sondland stated that the president only cares about big stuff. I noted there was big stuff going on in Ukraine. Like a war with Russia. And Ambassador Sondland replied that he meant big stuff that benefits the president. Like the Biden investigation that Mr. Giuliani was pushing. Republican Congressman Mike Turner dismissed the testimony as more hearsay about a non-crime that isn't impeachable. You guys want to be the
0: laughingstock of history to impeach a president of the United States because he didn't take a meeting? Oh, please, dear God.
2: But Democrat Denny Heck says one thing is now crystal clear. Here's the
0: big truth. The president did it. did it.
2: Committee Chair Adam Schiff of Los Angeles got the last angry word. This
0: president believes he is above the law, beyond accountability. And I would just say we are better than that adjourned.
2: Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Prosecutors have filed murder
0: charges now against the suspect in that fatal stabbing on board a BART train. 39-year-old Jermaine Brim is scheduled to be arraigned this afternoon. He's being held at Santa Rita jail in Dublin without bail. BART interim police chief Ed Alvarez says a barefoot Jermaine Brim walked away from San Leandro Hospital before he allegedly fatally stabbed 49-year-old Oliver Williams on a train on Tuesday. Officials say that Brim was trying to steal the shoes off of a person who was asleep on board a train. When Williams intervened and pulled out a knife, uh, Brim was allegedly able to wrestle it away and fatally stab Williams.
1: Well, in the wake of the violent incidents this week, BART's board of directors hearing plenty of public comment at today's meeting regarding safety on the trains and in the stations. KCBS's Jim Taylor has more.
0: The BART board meeting beginning with a moment of silence, recognizing the victim who died in that stabbing attack at the South Hayward BART station this week. When the meeting opened up for public comment, the public was ready. Um, on behalf of East Bay for everyone in the East Bay, we don't want to see another riot. I'm trying to tell you guys the best thing to do is to have unarmed BART personnel in the station helping people.
1: We do have unarmed personnel in our system as we speak. And those people are BART employees like myself, career employees.
0: Stephanie Barnes represents hundreds of BART station agents. She is one herself, works every day at that notorious South Hayward station. This station agent says what's needed is more cops with guns. We need armed officers
2: throughout the system. We need officers that can talk to people and get their information in order to check warrants and to be there for violent situations.
0: As we are reporting on KCBS, another violent situation, a robbery at that same South Hayward Station. Jim Taylor, KCBS.
1: Looks like President Trump won't have to disclose his tax returns to appear as a candidate on California's primary ballot next spring. KCBS's Dan Mitchinson reports on the unanimous state Supreme Court ruling earlier today. The
0: court ruled the law, the first of its kind in the nation, and aimed squarely at President Trump was unconstitutional. That's because... Under
1: the state constitution, someone has a right to put their name on the ballot as a candidate who's recognized across the nation or the state without these type of specific additions obligations of revealing their tax returns.
0: Lori Levinson is a law professor at Loyola Law School in Southern California. Trump, who has claimed his returns are under audit, has broken with tradition among presidential candidates by refusing to disclose his financial information. So
2: that means if the audit is still on, you will not... Turn over the tax returns,
0: or you'll fight when to block it. When it's under
2: it. audit, no, nobody would. Nobody turns over a return when it's under audit.
0: There are other states trying to get the president to release his tax returns. Each have their own laws. But Levinson tells KCBS there's another possible way to force his hand.
1: Don't forget, however, we have ongoing investigations of the president, both in New York and with Congress, and those are other avenues where they're waiting to get those tax returns.
0: Dan Mitchinson, KCBS. The lawyer of one of the two Bay Area teenagers jailed in Rome over the slaying of an Italian police officer says their trial has been fast-tracked and will begin early next year. Craig Peters, representing Finnegan Elders, says the first hearing has been scheduled for late February. Earlier this week, prosecutors requested a swift trial, the so-called immediate trial procedure.
1: Despite rain predicted for next week, the National Weather Service released a seasonal drought outlook today that shows California developing drought-like conditions through the end of next February. But as KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us, experts say it's not time to worry about rationing quite yet. Just when you were getting used to longer showers, comes word that we may not see normal rain this winter. Definitely looks like a drier than normal season
0: for the Bay Area.
1: Brian Garcia is the Warning Coordination Meteorologist with the National Weather Service. He says there is no normal anymore now that California has become a feast or famine region for rain. And this one dry winter is like asking earthquake scientists if a small quake is a sign of the big one. You just don't
0: know. So the big question now is, okay, are we in the precursors of going into another extended drought? And when we look at this season like, okay, yes, we may be on the cusp of seeing um, drought conditions trying to develop, but it doesn't mean that they're going to develop and be a deep drought. You got to remember, California is an extremely heavily managed water state. So that means we have a lot of reservoirs all around the place.
1: Which means we're good for this season, but if there are consecutive dry years that draw down that supply, then you start talking about serious conservation.